And for me, in Colombia, everything is round. Everything is, ooh, course, and okay, you go there. Oh, no, but now I have to come here, you know? So everything is like about kind of shifting ways, you know, in Colombia. But here, but here sometimes I feel bored. That can be the worst. Sometimes it feels kind of a little bit of boring, you know? Whoever said life is short wasn't trying hard enough. Welcome to Dead Set on Living, a lifestyle podcast that takes you off the beaten path of health and wellness and highlights unique ways to live a longer, stronger, and more fulfilling life. Now, here's your badass host who raced Usain Bolt and won, Lynn Bravo. Welcome to another episode of Dead Set on Living. I'm your host, Lynn Bravo. I have with me today Maria Merchancano. Did I do that right? Yes. Yay! <laughs> uh, she's a friend of mine and she's from Colombia. Uh, she's here working in Canada and um, has been here for about three years now. Is that yes, right? Maria? Three years. And I just thought it'd be really fun to chat with Maria a little bit, chat to her about Colombia and what it's like in Colombia and also, you know, relating to things including health and wellness and also what it's like for her living in Canada. It's always fun to hear someone else's perspective that have come from quite a very a different country and, and hear what their feelings are about our society and our culture here in Canada. So welcome, Maria. Thank you so much. <laughs> so I think when a lot of North Americans think of Colombia, it's not always uh, too complimentary, right? The, the, the mm-hmm. thoughts that come to mind are, are things like drugs, cartels, violence, kidnapping, yeah. murder, gangs, danger, and of course, Pablo Escobar. Yeah. <laughs> Having watched Narco. Yeah. Um, that's why. <laughs> yeah. So um, drug trafficking and, and drug production uh, years ago was a, a very big deal in, in Colombia, mm-hmm. and it led to conflict with other countries and uh, guerrilla gangs like FARC formed yes. and the war on drugs with the USA started. Uh, in the last year, though, uh, 10 years, or not last year, in the last 10 years or so, Colombia drug production, I understand, has actually decreased yes. by about 60%, and Peru actually produced produces more drugs than Colombia does now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the murder rate, I, I was reading about this too, is, is that the murder rate is lower than in some U.S. cities in Colombia. And there were uh, 250 kidnappings last year compared to 1,583 kidnappings in Mexico. So we're all pretty happy to go and travel to Mexico. And uh, yet Colombia is actually a much safer country. I yes. think I also read somewhere that you're more likely to get eaten by a great white shark in Australia than you would would be to be kidnapped or hurt in Colombia. <laughs> that can be very true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think now that this drug culture stereotype of Colombia is no longer a fair description at all of the com- of the country, and it's it's actually kind of a false impression, and and, and I would even say more offensive now because yes. Colombia isn't like that at all anymore. So, Maria, you were born and raised in Colombia, and would you like to maybe share what your life was there as a child first, because you would have been a child when these drug wars were yes. were sort of more uh-huh. prevalent. And it would be interesting to sort of hear what it was like living in Colombia at that time as a child. Yeah, so it was very nice um, because I live in a small city. Uh, I live in the Andean mountains, so I live very close to the to a volcano. I grew up in a volcano. My city is very kind of indigenous roots. Yeah, we still have. Uh, this imaginary and cosmovision of the indigenous towns. 
So for me, it was very nice because, you know, we have a, we have a house, we have, you know, uh, my father is an ag agropecuarian engineer mm -hmm. and my mother, my mother was a dressmaker. Mm -hmm. So both of them work while we were children. Um, then because uh, things happen with the way that I remember very clear that my father uh, lost his job because so many things start coming uh, coming from here, like all the weed, you know, all all the produces uh, start coming from here. So the 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 farmers didn't didn't have the opportunity like to sell their produce anymore. So I'm not quite clear. So you're mm -hmm. what? So the the farming changed. The agriculture yeah. changed. In and what was happening? Like, are you talking about sort of agribusiness took over where it was large? Yeah, scale it was. It was more sales from from countries like USA mostly than the produce that from Colombia. So the 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 farmers couldn't compete with the cheap oh, prices. Oh, I see. So yeah. they were still growing crops yeah. and produce, but yeah. the American uh, importation of yeah. American products were so cheap that that no longer could yeah. the farmers. Yeah, so themselves. so that affects that affect us as a family, but that affect so many people around that around us because most of the produce that we used to buy now were from here. Oh, wow! <laughs> it's ironic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, because it's so rich agriculturally, yeah. Colombia is, is known yeah, to but, be very but rich. Yeah, but for them to be able to compete with the cheap prices, like they were in misery. Yeah. So, so, so most of them time. have to leave. Yeah. So most of them have to leave their crops and go to the city. Oh, yeah. I see. Uh -huh. Okay. And it then... wasn't just the drugs, you know, or it wasn't more. It was. It was a, like um, like something on everything, you know, like military, like guerrilla around. You know, you have to leave because you can get killed, uh, or or you know, or what happened with the farmers. You know that you can compete. So all these things happened while I was a child, kind of. So was this years. the time during the in, the indigenous? Uh, People there were losing their ability to make a living from selling crops locally. Some of them would go yeah. to the city and have to find work in the city. Yeah. But there were there's some that stayed behind. But then those people were became victimized by yes. the guerrilla soldiers and being forced yeah. at, at the threat of death or death yeah, to the, their the family war to is grow forced, yeah. cocaine. The war is forced to, to leave their houses. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. Okay. We became to understand, or I became to understand, what is surviving. Mm. Yeah, so when you have to share everything that you have, you know, or when you just have rice to eat, you know, or when you just have coffee and bread for your breakfast and that's it for the day. So so it was like two years that were very, very bad for us. Yes, yeah. Uh -huh. So having uh, good nutrition, like having uh, meat or even vegetables for that matter. Yeah, that, I think, that, you know, that you, was like... A, you wouldn't, you would, that was a rare treat. So you were yeah. just really trying to sustain your, your ability to help, to live by having calories like rice and beans, something very Yeah, that's what filled you up, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> During this period of the, the really active drug mm -hmm. war and the guerrillas and the FARC and all that happening, were you, were you not impacted so much then because you were in a small town is there, did you experience any of the, the, the or is it more just news that you received of what was happening around you or you, was there bombings this was a lot of bombings yeah. then as well yes right? I, f I feel you are always impacted because the way you see even if it is in news or wherever you know that is happening to someone mm -hmm. yes. it's not a tv series showing you that something you know something fictional it's something very real so i remember being in the time that there were so many kidnappings, we are talking about more than 3,000 kidnappings. 
Mm-hmm. And then you, you, you with the time, you see how, how many years someone ha- can be kidnapped, like eight, ten years long being wow. kidnapping. But I remember very clear when the, the most happiest day I feel for me, in my personal opinion, were when they show like they were liberated. Mm-hmm. And it's the happiness of uh, to see a family together again. Oh. And and these were people that yeah. were released from being yeah, kidnapped for ten years, oh, wow. long being kidnapping, you know, and and how and how the families received them, and how all the country was so happy, you know, and just because they were being free. And now that thanks God is not is not happening as much as it happens before. So now it's it's so much safer for people. Well, I understand there's actually programs underway now where yeah. they're, the government is supporting and, and trying to support with protection and so on. Yeah. Farmers being able to grow uh, crops again, yes. like now, coffee. Now you can see that. And, yeah. yeah. And, and so they're, they're, now they have choices. Yeah. They aren't being threatened uh, mm-hmm. to, with death or kidnapping or whatever, yeah. so that they are forced to grow cocaine or cannabis, whatever. And, and that there's, they're slowly starting to build up mm-hmm. that farming mentality again, where people can yeah. become like farmers. You can see that around like the big cities and the towns that are closer to the big cities there mm-hmm. is more production now there is more people that is coming together to going back to their farms you know to going back to produce their own things but also to going back to produce organic yeah because what happened when all the food came from usa there was an increase of cancer everywhere ah. and you can see that in the usa yeah too yes oh yeah because yeah. of glyphosate yeah. From For, yeah. yeah so glyphosate is a big thing mm-hmm. but now because people are aware of those things so they decide no we, we mm. can't take this anymore you know so why there's uh-huh. quite a big movement yes. towards organic. And, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and even like biodynamic and uh, restorative agriculture. Yes. I've uh-huh. seen a lot coming out yeah. of well, uh-huh. South America in general, but mm-hmm. particularly Colombia, where there, a lot of the things I'm reading are saying, you know, if you're looking to, to affect climate change in a positive yes. way, this is how you should be growing. And there's many examples mm-hmm. of this biodynamic farming starting to come up. Is your father working again now in agriculture? Yeah, he, do, he, he does projects. So he's a researcher. He goes to the farms. He sees how the crops are growing. He helps them farmers to make it better, you know. All in, with an organic yeah, mind? All yeah. with an organic mind. All with a natural mind, you know, oh. like when to grow, how to grow, you know, how the community is so important for you, you know, like how each other help them. Mm-hmm. So so it's very impressive how people is coming together. And, and you see that more young people is is trying to get back to that like oh, really? yeah wow. yeah so now you know that like young people maybe they go they go they go to university that they study but then they come back because they want to take that knowledge and put it in in the in the farm yeah or put it in 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 the earth yeah you know and helping their families you know yeah uh-huh. i think you were telling me an interesting yeah. story about the panama hat yeah I, it may not uh, people may not know that the panama hat isn't from Panama. <laughs> it's actually made in Colombia. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. And then again, how the young people are coming back with all their knowledge of, you know, e-commerce and yeah. and uh, advertising, you know, worldwide and so on. Tell that that's an interesting story. That. So now we see this, this is a small town called Sandona. It's in Nariño is where I, I am from. So what happened is that their culture is so rich and what they do is the Panama hat. So they made it all by hand. So perfectly they have 
everything that you want, they have it made in, in that kind and type of material. And then so you see how the grandmas teach their daughters or, or their sons, anyone that wants to, like anyone can, can do it, yeah? But now you see like the young people, like maybe younger than me, 25, you know, they go, they went to university to study merchandising or yeah, something like business, that, you know? Marketing, business marketing. Business marketing, yeah. So they go back and now they are making like an international business from that. Wow. So now the the art of their grandmas and their mothers are being shown to the world. It's so it's, it's, it's yeah. very beautiful because you see how they want to keep what make them special, yeah, yes. what they do with their hands and they want to show it so they, they have a better future and they have more, you know, money coming and everything so it will increase their their life, you yes, know. Yes, mm -hmm. that's a lovely yeah. story, isn't it? Uh -huh. <laughs> it's very nice, it's very nice to see that. I'd like to just talk briefly about the indigenous people. You yes. were saying a lot of the people from your town and, and in the area have indigenous roots. So that would be, there's there's many different uh, uh, tribes of indigenous mm -hmm. people. And like we, we may think of the Incas, for example, yeah. but, but um, indigenous people that lived on the land there, there's, there's, it's been very sad what's been happening to them over the last few decades. Yeah. Like many indigenous cultures throughout the world, they've all been pushed out of their land. Yes. You see the government... Uh, you know, these people have just been living a natural hunter-gatherer kind of life and, mm -hmm. and, and some agricultural aspects to their life for, for generations. And all of a sudden, the government's coming in and selling off pieces of land to mm -hmm. other countries yes. for mining. For hydro Canada's got a lot of hydroelectric mm -hmm. uh, industry there, presence in, in, in Colombia. Other countries are into the mining and so on. And, and it's quite devastating, actually, what the mining's doing to Colombia. Yes. Not only the loss of this land because these indigenous folks have been pushed off and then not receiving any support at all to mm -hmm. help support them from having had their whole livelihoods mm -hmm. taken away in their land but just the, the the damage to the landscape and and so on could you tell us a little bit about the yeah mining so industry? right now the big the big thing is about the fracking so there is so many people like I can say Canadian companies uh, American companies that want to go there and and dig all the oil but the oil is in the jungle or is in, this, in these places that are far and most of the places that are far from the center of Colombia are places that ha are being habited but the minorities that are the indigenous people. Mm -hmm. So what, happening that, what is happening is the, these people go, sometimes they do it illegal, you know, or the government just don't say to the to the communities okay this is what is going to happening or or they promise them that they will have war you know but they don't say what is the bad the bad effects of that mm -hmm. of the fracking and we all know that it's very dangerous that is bad for your lungs that is bad for everyone that is around it that it destroys uh, the water that it the, it contaminates the water but people is not being tell what it does yeah mm -hmm. Because so many people, even now, they don't have access to internet. Mm -hmm. So you really don't know what is happening in the world now, yeah? Yeah. So... You were mentioning to me before that uh, when we were talking that, uh, for example, there's been rivers that are lost. Yeah. Like from there mining. is one. Like the, there they, is one that disappeared. They basically just strip the land. Yes. They strip mine. They're fracking. They're doing whatever, and then they just leave. They don't yeah. do any restoration at all. And yeah, there's actually they rivers that garbage, have been lost. Yeah. Therefore, the water supply mm -hmm. to these indigenous folks have yeah, been. Yeah. So the problem lost. with the rivers is when you destroy the, uh, even if it is a little river, 
there is not more coming to the big river, yeah? Mm -hmm. So, and everything that is in that river is going to all the rivers mm -hmm. that, that, that goes from that on to the, to the ocean. So, so that is a big thing. Also, the, 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 the cutting the trees is another big problem now. Yeah. And, and just taking out the, the land from the people. Mm -hmm. Because now there is so many indigenous people that are uh, right now are being forced to leave their, their land. And, and it's very difficult for an indigenous people going to a place that they don't know what is going well, on. Living yeah? a life uh -huh. like that and then going to yeah. a city, being forced to a city, yeah, it's, like, uh -huh. it's just sort of inconceivable of mm -hmm. how how traumatic that would be for their for yeah. them as human beings. And, so and it's, it's not really that someone is taking care of those things, you know, because everyone has their own problems, like it, problems never end there, mm -hmm. you know, but, it's, this, the, but there is, I think it has to be a conscious of what is really happening and what Colombian people shouldn't be allowed in that to the government, you know, mm -hmm. because they can stop that. Mm -hmm. But if they don't get together... Yeah. yeah. So, uh -huh. so yes. So the, this is a. I think you and I were discussing about Ecuador. How those people have, like, the trouble with the situation in Colombia right now is everyone's there as an individual, and yes. each individual is getting harmed by how things yeah. are being handled politically. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's having their land given or or sold from mm -hmm. underneath them, uh, and not being supported with any infrastructure for hospitals, schools, that sort of thing. But each individual is affected, but they're not forming a group. Like it's, uh, I think you described it as the country's asleep. They're just not aware yeah. of, of what's happening around uh -huh. them. And so other countries, sadly Canada being one of them are coming in and taking advantage of yeah their it's like resources. the chicken of the golden eggs yeah. yes yeah uh -huh. and uh, uh, they're being you know really um, taken advantage of by outside countries but even then politically it's it's pretty grim in Colombia and they're not oh, being yeah. looked after properly by their own politicians as well so it's it's not so much what the government does is how much we accept of them. Yes, exactly. It's always like that. Like you're in, uh -huh. the, you are, like you said, as a child when you, you became uh, impoverished by the mm -hmm. lack of, lack of, loss of work for your dad, it's it's like you are in survival mode. Like everybody's yes. just in survival mode. Yeah. I, I've got to try and get through the day on my own. I can't be worried about everybody uh -huh. else. And, and that makes you so vulnerable to being <clears throat> taken advantage of, doesn't it? Of by course, politicians yeah. mm -hmm. and so on. And also the, the lack of knowledge, you know, the mm -hmm. lack of, what is this about? Is this good? Is this bad? You know, what what is this? Like, e even here, you know, when you see a food, you, you don't even know where it comes from, you know, what it how it was grown, you know. So it's all these things that people is not aware of, mm -hmm. you know. But what is happening now is, is kind of amazing because many people is being aware of. The problem is that they don't have a voice sometimes, or they both are shut down. Well, yes, because uh -huh. look at you know, if you look in the news from Colombia, it's like um, all these people, human rights people, and the people mm -hmm. trying to fight for for these changes yeah. and so on, they're killed. Like yeah. there's literally been what is a hundred and something people. One hundred sixty-one people yeah. since the new president yeah. is there. Yeah, isn't that like everyone uh -huh. who tries to stand up yeah. as soon as the government sees a gathering surge of people grouping yes. together they kill their leaders i mean yeah. 160 leaders yeah. and killed it's just mind-blowing and i feel that what is important in colombia is to get out of the conflict mm -hmm. you need two people to fight mm -hmm. so don't be the second one right you know 
But then you see this, there is so many eco-village and, and there is so much knowledge about how to build a house that can be very cheap. Oh, you yeah, know you how, were, yeah, yeah, how you, how you can that. teach that to someone that maybe is living in a cardboard, cardboard house, you know, because that, that is still happening in Colombia, you know. But you see how these people gather together, having that knowledge, they share it big with the eco-village. This eco-village go all the way down to South America, mm -hmm. so all the way down to Argentina. Mm -hmm. So it's a really beautiful community of young people mostly that want to change. Weren't you telling me about there's some sort of like a little minibus or something? Oh, where, yeah. Where, what were you calling them? The knowledge bringers or something? The yeah, people they, that they travel. were like the, the people that travel between the co-village. They are the ones that keep the knowledge. So they have yeah. this Keepers amazing. Of the knowledge. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So they have this amazing book in their heads, you know, that if something happening is happening in this eco-village and can be helpful for other eco-villages, so they go all the, they down, go, the way down and they share they it. They teach it. Isn't and that from lovely? that eco-village, they go back and forth, you know, but they never stay really, you know, because they like to travel. Yes. And they are allowed to do it, you know. <laughs> they, they have been always been waiting for someone in the other eco-village to take them in. Ah, okay. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty amazing how they... And, and, and all the mentality and uh, is around community, love, but also to develop yourself as a human being. Mm. It's not much about the country or the, you know, or the conflict or, or if the government wants. No, it's about yourself and how you put it out there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's so much easier in that way for them because now, you know, well, we are not doing anything wrong you know we are we are here in a happy place you know we are teaching someone else you know so it's it's pretty amazing for me to see those things those changes it's my understanding and certainly you're a shining mm -hmm. example of it that the colombian people are very open friendly happy mm -hmm. people and uh, i've heard from others who've traveled there that when they're in town people walking by they say hello and they greet you and they're happy oh, yeah. to, to, to talk to you and learn about you and guide you to things and so on mm -hmm. like they're just a really outward very happy gregarious type of pe person yeah. but one of the things you see in the cities is is that they're like many countries they're heavily influenced by what they're now seeing on oh, the yes. internet uh -huh. and and just sort of globally mm -hmm. the perception of of what uh the haves like the the countries that have everything like us canada and europe and so on people there are are, are, are suffering with that feeling like they're they're they don't have all those things so mm -hmm. there's they, there can be more unhappiness or depression or, or a feeling of you know not being equal somehow because of not having what they what they want so they they're looking and trying to strive to be like the mm -hmm. americans or the canadians yeah. let's say but one of the things that that you were telling me about was that that, that women how oppressed women still are in colombia because these young people that are living out in these eco villages or or the the groups that are forming mm -hmm. that are coming back to their towns to promote their things like the panama hat mm -hmm. tr industry is all well and fine but in the cities we see still see a lot of yeah. oppression and abusive women and just tell us a little bit about what type of image for women is portrayed out there in these cities and, and how harmful that's been to the young women of, of your country well I, I feel it's more about the mentality you have you know but when you go and, and I have the opportunity to go to uh, this big mall one of the biggest and important malls in Cali and I you see this this pamphlet saying like showing a, a perfect woman, you know, with uh, with high heels and very well dressed, you know, and a bag and very fancy, you know, mm -hmm. and and you see down there empowered woman, and I was like, 
Is that really empowering? <laughs> <laughs> and how it's showing, you know, young people that that is an empowered woman. And I just keep thinking about it. But then I came back home and then I was sorting my things out and I found some high heels and I say, oh, and to my sister and I say, oh, can you, if you want this, you you can, you can use them if, if, if they feed you. So she put them on and she said, I feel empowered. <laughs> and she's just 18 years and I'm like, wow, now they are trying to brainwash us. <laughs> It's so true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're not looking at some woman who's, you know, a, you know, fixing a plumbing no. pipe all covered in dirt <laughs> as being empowered. It's it's a It's just it's how a, you dress, the, you know, the, yeah. the things that you put on. But. Oh, and, and the other thing that I didn't know, but I found kind of fascinating was, again, there's certain other countries in the world where this is the case, but plastic surgery is like oh, epidemic it's there. Thing. It's like a huge industry yeah. there. You were saying maybe 50% for the Colombian yeah. women themselves or Colombian, I guess it's mostly women. Yeah, it's uh, mostly but, women. But also that it, there's a tour, like what do you call it? Plastic, oh. plastic vacation? Plastic vacation. Yeah, where yeah. people from all over the world come uh -huh. because it's cheap to get plastic surgery. Oh yeah, surgery. it's very cheap. But but tell us a little bit about the body image. Like what are these women in Colombia and coming from other countries, what, what body image are they striving for? So they drive to big bumps. That's big, a big thing. They like big butts? Yeah, big Can't bump, deny? Yeah. Uh -huh. Like Jennifer <laughs> Lopez kind of. Everyone wants to be like Jennifer the, Lopez. Or, I don't understand. Or that. the Kardashians. Or like well, having not, that not really so much the Kardashian maybe now, but I, I don't know. I don't know Jennifer anything Lopez. about Kardashian, but I remember Jennifer <laughs> Lopez, not really, being a, being a very special type of woman that you want, because it's a Latin woman, you know, yeah. it's the big yeah. bum. But then it's also the big breast, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I remember... I was in San Francisco and then I came back to Colombia and I just started looking at, at the women and I say, wait a minute, why they have big bumps when, when they didn't have it before, you know, or, or what is going on here, you know? My friend told me, oh no, it's because they put a new sur surgery, plastic surgery hospital here. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, so you went away <laughs> for a period of time, came back and yeah. all of a sudden everybody in sudden town had Everyone was like Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Oh and, my goodness! Yes, yeah, so it was very shocking. Or if or if you didn't have a plastic surgery, the clothes came with something, so you you oh, are able. So to you feel. could buy like jeans with padding yes. in. Them, oh, that so is you so look. common. Really, really, that and is same so with the common. Breasts, the yes, nude shirts uh -huh. and tops that have built-in breasts. That is just padding. so common. Like like you like if you go out and you want to buy a jean that is normal, I think it's hard. It's hard to find it now. Wow. Because everything that comes now from women is like, oh, this is a gene that helps your bump going up. And I am like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Like, wow. if I never feel that I needed to be really pretty, you know, to be able to do something. But now that is depression on women. Really? You know, and there is so much anorexia. Now, now anorexia is increasing to depressions, you know, bullying because you are fat, you know, you're overweight. But you can see that everywhere, yeah? Yes. But yeah. it's a big, big pressure for a woman to be really pretty. Like, also with your hair, you know, if you don't have a straight hair, you know, like, it's oh, just... They everyone, girls all straighten yeah. their hair? Uh -huh. Oh, wow. And wow. then you realize, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just, it, yeah, I don't, I don't. 
it's 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 sad, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's very happening sad. again, happening yeah. everywhere. Yeah, I know South Korea has the highest plastic surgery in the world. Again, they've created a Korean woman's look that's mm-hmm. optimum, like the the most the you know the the, the vision of what is the beautiful yes. Korean woman, and they spend billions of dollars yeah. on plastic mm-hmm. surgery, striving to look like that look. The truth is that everything comes from inside. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. these women aren't happy with themselves. They think that they will be happy if they have a big bump, you know, but that is not true. <laughs> big bumps doesn't bring happiness. Yeah. yeah. And I always maybe think about, a, imagine when the gravity maybe takes over husband. in 20 years, <laughs> and maybe that big bump isn't going to look so hot yeah. when they're 50 years old, <laughs> when gravity takes yeah. over. When we were talking earlier, you were telling me about we just happen to be talking about dogs yeah. and, and how dogs are treated in Colombia now. Maybe that same mentality could apply to people yes, because uh-huh. there's a lot of uh, feral dogs in mm-hmm. Colombia. They're just running loose yes. everywhere. I know that when your boyfriend James and you went to Colombia recently, James said, well, you know, it's not so bad because they're wild. They're free. They're yeah, they are free. And, like they're, they're <laughs> lean and mean, you know, like yeah. so, some of them are, are suffering to a certain yes. extent, but a lot of them are just living the free life you know yeah. and, and they're they're getting their food from wherever kind of like they might have done prehistorically where they're just I kind of getting so. food from wherever out the back of uh-huh. restaurants and things like that but you were saying there's a huge movement of young people yes. coming into Colombia now that are gathering up all these feral dogs and bringing them and creating shelters for them and uh you were saying that it's very frowned upon in Colombia to buy a puppy from yeah. a breeder like because if you so are looking to dogs. buy a puppy, they will say you, why you don't adopt, you silly guy, you yeah. know, yeah. whatever they say. But, yeah. but it's pretty amazing to see how these people is coming together again for something very nice, at least the dogs. Because when you see a dog in the streets, that they are so, the, the, the first thing that you want to do is feed that dog. So sometimes I don't understand why you don't want to feed the kids. But again, you know, it's just my, yeah. my view of thinking, you know. <laughs> but it's pretty amazing how, how these people, if they see someone that is beating up a dog, they will stop them. Yes. And now it's illegal to beat up a dog or, or any animal. You will be three years in prison if you yeah. do that. And you were saying that people yeah. are using, like if, if you see your neighbor beating oh, up yeah, on your they, dog or mistreating the they dog, they run cell out, phone. you cell phone, yeah. they videotape it, and then they shame you yes. on Facebook. And you're, uh-huh. just, you're just ostracized on yeah. shame. Like, what the heck? Why aren't they doing that for the women and children? <laughs> it would work That's well. what I don't understand. That's <laughs> what I, I don't understand. You know, it's, maybe it's because of the fear that you can have, you know, like like if you are in fear, like, as, as the woman is, you know, like, and if and if the guy is is telling you I'm gonna kill you if you say something, or I'm gonna kill you if you say something about what I'm doing, yeah. So you are you live in fear, you know. So Maria, you aren't the typical Colombian woman, <laughs> from what I can tell. Uh, you must have. Uh, you, your my da- father never thinks that. No, I was just gonna say your dad mustn't have been too impressed when no. you went off to university, for example, yeah. right? <laughs> Uh, no, so, he told me, he told me, what you are going to do there? And I was like, I really want to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I mean that, that yeah. took a, probably a lot of courage yeah. and a lot of uh, uh-huh. intestinal fortitude to step out of that mold that women in Colombia are in mm-hmm. and to strive to become an old, your own person. Uh, why did you end up leaving Colombia as a young woman and uh, to travel first to the U.S., to San Francisco, and then now here in the in the Toronto area of, of Canada? Well, I think it was just a, se- uh, a one-second decision. <laughs> was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and those are the best for me oh, because yeah. I just don't doubt about them, you know. Yeah. 
So yeah. I, I went through a really, a, a really losing someone that I really love and I just needed this time by myself. Mm-hmm. And I, but I, I, it's not like I wasn't struggling or in depression, you know, a deep sadness, yes. But I, I was feeling like I need to do something different or I want to be in somewhere different. So it happens to be that I was studying English and in Spanish in the university and my university had like um, like a cultural program that is called Au Pair in America. So so they send uh, girls to live in, in USA for one year and then it never went through my mind to do that, you know. I was like, oh, whatever, you know, I don't have the money or, or uh, whatever. But for any reason, I thought, okay, uh, I will try, you know. Then I told to my mom and I say, well, I want to go there. Can you help me, you know, to get a loan or something to, to travel? Because you have to pay. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like one 1,500. Mm-hmm. And she say, yes. And because m- my mother, my mother really never... Like, she supported me in some ways, but in money was like, no, I don't have money. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then when she said yes, I say, okay, so I'm going. Yeah. Wow. And it happened so quickly. Like that day, she gave me money to to get like my spot. Yeah. And in three months, I was in USA. Wow. So that was really meant to be. Wow. Yes. And I didn't even talk where really I was going. It. Yeah. So you ended uh-huh. up as an au pair in San Francisco yeah. for a year, uh-huh. and then you lived there. But you were saying that the pay was very poor, right? Oh, yeah, yeah the pay was very just, bad. You just couldn't... It wasn't like you could go there and make make a good amount of money that would no, have more no, value no, no. in Colombia, so it was worthwhile. But but So you ended up coming back to Colombia again. Yeah. And then what led you to thinking, oh, I'm going to try that again maybe, but in Canada this time? Well, someone in USA, actually, when I was in USA, one of my friends that were from Peru... She told me about this program in Canada that is called Caregiver, Living Caregiver. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, Canada, I never thought about it. I didn't know nothing about this country. And, and I was like, but the pay was well, you know, and, and, I, and I saw a different opportunity, you know, like to be able to get a residence if you are here for two years. Well, I say that is pretty good. Eh? But it took me six months to do the paperwork. Because I wasn't sure. Oh, okay. And then I say, well, I'm going to send it, you know, and anything that happened will happen, you know, just the best. Uh, and then I came back to, to Colombia and, and one year passed by mm-hmm. and nothing happened. I didn't receive any call, any interviews from Canada, you know, anything happened. And then one day I remember saying to my mom, I think I'm not going to Canada anymore. <laughs> And she say, well, but you did, you, you put all that money, you pay all that money. And, and I was like, oh, it doesn't matter anymore. You know, I don't have the money. Why I will bother about the money anymore? So one week after that, someone called me about Canada. And I had an interview and I didn't pass or they didn't choose me, you know. And then my second interview, they choose me. So I say, well, now that I am an in, you know, you, you can just lose the opportunity because you really, I really, I, at that point, I say, well, I can, I can see this, come, this, you know, going, you know. So I say, yes, I'm going to come here. Mm. But I never had an expectation to live here or, or to, you know. You weren't looking at, uh, yeah, at, at immigrating to Canada I, I wanted to start experience. a new life. Yeah, it was experience. I really wanted yeah. the experience because traveling makes something really nice oh, for you. Yeah. 
So when you came to Canada, you ended up uh, looking after an infant uh, yeah. with a family in Oakville yeah. near Toronto. And now you're here in Hamilton. Can you just tell me a little bit about, like, how would you compare Canada to Colombia? Like, what what is your experience been? What's your perception of Canada? You know, the society, the culture, the way we live or the way we think about things. How does that compare to what you uh, experienced in Colombia? Do you feel that it's better somehow like do you what my point is I guess is that we tend to think that and, and many people who come to mm -hmm. Canada come here with the intention of a new life like mm -hmm. when my parents brought my two brothers and I here it was with the intention of giving us a better life than yeah. they thought they were going to mm -hmm. have in England right so they were doing this for their kids and and many people come to Canada to give their children or themselves mm -hmm. a, a better life yeah um, do you see it how do you see it? That's interesting to hear your perspective on this. Like, is this a better life? I feel it's different. I feel here is everything is linear, you know? I don't know how to explain it. The mindset is very linear. Mm -hmm. You have to do what you have to do, you know? Like, everything is like an schedule, you know, for it. Like, everything is this way or that way, you know? It changed between people to people, but it's kind of the same. Mm -hmm. And for me, in Colombia, everything is round. Everything is, ooh, course, and okay, you go there. Oh, no, but now I have to come here, you know? So everything is like about kind of shifting ways, you know, in Colombia. But here, it, but here sometimes I feel bored. That can be the worst. Sometimes it, it, it feels kind of a little bit of boring, you know? Like it's like you're getting in a rut and then you, you're, once you're in the rut, you kind of got to stay in the rut. Yeah. If uh -huh. gonna, like if you're going to become a successful whatever, this is your rut and this is the rut yeah. you're going to stay in. And then there's no real lateral thinking about it. it yeah. It's a linear uh -huh. process in the step-by-step -step to achieve your yeah, goal. It's, it's, yeah, I think the, the mental, my mentality is that, you know, because I grew up like in the mountains and you go around and your life is around everywhere. So, and here is everything it has to be this way, you know. It's not that I don't have fun, but, you know, it's just different for me. It's mm -hmm. not it's not worse and better, it's just different. different. Mm -hmm. But something that it is really different for me is that there is so little people that love, that smile, you know. Mm -hmm. When you go down to Colombia, it's like everyone is smiling and everyone is laughing about something, and and sometimes, like the first time that I came, many people didn't understand my humor because it's not the way it has to be. So I say, you know, I joke and they were like, huh? <laughs> so I stopped doing that because <laughs> it felt so embarrassing. But then I, I, I meet some people that really, you know, they, they smile with simple things and my boyfriend is one of them. So I say, oh, this is one of my... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. of my tribe you know yeah. <laughs> but like when I am with my mom or when my brothers and sisters it's just a laugh like it's always laughing. laughing if we did happy. something bad so it changing something that is that is funny you know so you never pay attention to little things you just like kind of make fun of those you know and you yeah, just move and you on, move on. Yeah. yeah yeah uh -huh. and i think you were describing uh colombia too that just the people in general they're uh, you know not looking at at only having little channels that they can follow but they're very again lateral thinking they yeah. they're looking you said that they've come up with all kinds of really cool yes. creative things to make a living or earn, yes. earn, earn uh -huh. some money even if it's something simple like doing things on the street for money like there's a oh, huge creativity very amazing, yeah. uh, in, in every level 
level there and, and yeah. everybody's thinking outside of the box of how to how to how to make a life for themselves yeah, yeah. that is pretty amazing like my city is is a very particular city because there is so many musicians mm. so many artists so many uh, painters so many so many people that do something with their hands artisans you yeah. know there is so much culture around that so that i really miss too yeah because here is different cultures you know but you don't really are into this culture or you are not really into this culture you know mm -hmm. like the culture is always changing here you know it doesn't really have a root I'd, maybe you know if you are indian maybe that's your culture and it has a root but i i i, I have never been able to be introduced you know in in an indian culture you know mm -hmm. and and those things are those things are really like yes yeah when you when you are able to to understand how they see the world you know that's yeah. what it, it really attracts to me from people yeah yeah, so uh -huh. I, I just wanted to tell everyone that, you know, you, you did go down uh, just recently, a couple months ago, mm -hmm. down to Colombia to introduce your boyfriend, James, to your family and to show him around your country. And uh, he was just blown away. Yes. by. I remember when he came back and was telling us all about it. He mm -hmm. was just, like, it changed. He was a changed man when he came back. Yeah. And and uh, can you just tell us a little bit about that? Because uh, I think you were, you were feeling that, uh, he had such sort of childlike wonderment about everything he was seeing yeah. around him that it sort of gave you a different perspective of your own country. Yeah, so when we went down there, so I was like, you know, James, you have to be careful with this and careful with this. And he said, okay, you know, because I want him to be, you know, safe. That is a very important thing when you are down there, you know. Mm -hmm. But then the way that he sees this stuff, it was just amazing. It's, it's like when you see something for the first time as a child. Mm -hmm. So he was, oh, look there, there is a painting. Oh my goodness, there is another painting there. <laughs> oh my God, look at that dog there. <laughs> so it was like so funny. <laughs> so I say to him, you know that anything can happen here, yeah? So I say that everything happened. Really? Like we went through so much in two weeks. He will never forget that. Oh, like wow. I told him, you know, like the public transportation sometimes is very filled up. So, well, there we, we were, you know, like, like sardines. Like sardine. <laughs> yeah. And he, got, and he was just laughing because it was, yeah, yeah, anything can happen. Then someone came to sing in the bus, you know, and, and he did a rap to us. And he didn't understand a word. He didn't understand a word, but he was having the best time. Just listening to yeah. them rapping a yeah. Spanish song uh -huh. to him. Yeah, uh -huh. so that was pretty impressive. Like the, there were like everything come up for him to be able to see what is what it's like to be in Colombia. Yeah, you know? like he just said, like the, the love from the people, like yeah. the love was just pouring out everywhere. And even uh -huh. people were doing things about love, right? In yeah. the streets. And uh -huh. that. But, but, but yeah, the love and the excitement and the color and the vibrancy and the, the light, they're, they're all alive. Like the yes. dance, the dancing uh -huh. and the socializing, uh -huh. every, like they're just so alive. The people, yes. like it was, it's like he, he came out of, you know, being half asleep in Canada and was woken up in Colombia. Yeah, he was so <laughs> happy. So, and then when I was, down there some I, I felt because like I was thinking in being here you know we are we were thinking in buying a house here in being here you know but but then when I was down there I thought well I don't I don't know if I could be there not even for him you know like not even if I get married or something because like my car or my roots or wherever it is that is is, is going on in me 
is 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 telling me go back yeah yeah, yeah. so I well did. you know i, I think uh, i feel like there's a real like uh, uh, the our childhood landscape yes. like where we were raised is deeply woven mm-hmm. into our fabric of who we are yeah. and i know that even though my mom for example has lived in canada now for 62 years with us she still longs for the english landscape mm-hmm. because it's 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 woven into her childhood yeah, it's what and you everything saw. else yeah uh-huh. and so for you for columbia not only the the landscape but the whole culture and yeah. the way people live i i have to imagine that's a mm-hmm. really big part of who you are and to come into a and be in a society that's that's not 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 bad not, nothing wrong with the society no, here but wrong. she's different you're just mm-hmm. not used to the to the the landscape or the people or the way mm-hmm. we are yeah i could see why you would miss that but what i thought was interesting was when james came back he wants to go there like he said i'm yeah. not gonna miss here one little bit i want to go back and live in Colombia. so that was good for me because <laughs> yeah so you don't have to worry about, true, you know, being separated permanently yeah. with true love and he wants to be here and you want to be there. Like he's so into going there. Yeah, because I remember in me, you know, like was one week was passed since we came here. And then I have to tell James, I have to tell James, you know. And, and, and so I told him, you know, I feel like I need to go back. And he said, well, I was thinking about that. And I would like to live there. Oh, so that was like, <laughs> yay! <laughs> yeah. And, and then and, and, I was like, are you sure? Like, why you want to live there? It's because I like it. Yeah. Oh, like the stories he was yeah. telling us about it. Like uh-huh. you can tell, like he he's fallen in love with that yeah. country. Uh-huh. He really has. And I know you would like to be more in a rural situation. Yes. Because you, you know, I live on a farm here and you enjoy yes. this type of uh-huh. environment and being able to grow your own vegetables yes. and that kind of a life. It's like our dream together, you know, yeah. like to be able to be sustainable more. Yeah. And yeah. to be able to do what we really want, you know, like yeah. he would like to, to have his, his beehives and, of course yeah, he can do it you know yeah. and we we can live because the, like when you go to colombia the first thing that you notice is abundance everything abundance. is green mm-hmm. the soil is so rich you know like oh, it's like so we, much potential it's yeah. just you have to do it you know when you look at yeah. well i was looking at pictures but just even what i've seen in colombia it really is stunning like yeah. it, it's just it's beyond comprehension yes. how beautiful the landscape and the uh-huh. greenery and the plants. Oh, it's just stunning. It's very see beautiful. Why. And I was looking yeah. at some farms with you online. And thinking, oh, I <laughs> yeah. want to go there. I want to be down there now. So if you and James move down, you probably his family and, and us will all be joining yes. you down there. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, thanks so much there, Maria. I feel like... Uh, uh, I just wanted to say that, that Columbia is a place that, you know, a lot of people don't think of to mm-hmm. go and visit. People I do know who've gone and people like yourself that are there and James's mm-hmm. ex- exciting stories he tells. You know, it really does seem like an amazing country. And you and I have talked about us coming down as yes. a family to spend some time down in Columbia uh-huh. with you and have you show us around your beautiful country, which we can't wait to do. Yeah, uh, I was I was reading in Forbes magazine, uh, they have a, an, an annual... Uh, thing they put out in their online magazine the one I think for last year was quit your job and move abroad eight places so cheap you might not need to work and uh, interestingly uh, in 2017 and 2018 uh, Columbia was uh, number two as mm-hmm. as the ch- the top eight places and the first one was both cases was Portugal a couple of places in Portugal in 2017 it was oh I'm not going to pronounce it right oh I can tell already the uh Med- Medellin, Medellin. 
<laughs> where Pablo Escobar is from. But that that city is so changed now. I mean, it's it's, it's there's no you know the city is so much more than that one man's sins, right? Oh. Like it, it, it it's it's so different. Like now. there is one guy is called Jaime Jaramillo, and he's like kind of from Souther. He have rescued more than 80,000 kids, orphan kids. And he's been doing that for so many years. And I think if people knew more about these amazing people that we have down there than Pablo Escobar, it's just what what Netflix or whatever yeah. want to show you, you know? Yes. But there is so much more than Pablo Escobar. Oh, yeah. definitely. And uh -huh. this is the city where they built the um, metro uh, cable. Yeah. Where, where the, I mean, there was an attempt by the mayor to mm -hmm. to integrate the uh, indigenous people from the mountains yes. by providing a cable car transportation yeah. from the mountains down to the uh -huh. city so they could yeah, work like, or sell their wares or whatever. Yeah. And, and that's still running and functioning mm -hmm. today. There was also a very big library they built right in the middle of the worst part of the city yeah. where the poorest people live sadly that's uh, fallen to disrepair yes. and it's not open anymore but that was an amazing step that was taken yeah. to try and help integrate the, the, and mm -hmm. reduce some of the issues of poverty and for places for like you were saying like the children would go there even the homeless people would yes. go into the library uh -huh. just to sit and, and learn about the world and it could come change. back again it, yeah. no and, and, and even if it is not open now you know like it changed so many lives it, yes it already uh -huh. has yeah and people and we, when asking, i talked about i wanted to, more we yeah. to start a foundation yeah. down there <laughs> that can work with the government to uh -huh. reopen it that'll because be one of our poor missions. people what poor people need is an opportunity but what you can do is feed them like like teach them to do something you know because they are very capable to do it it's just they want to be integrated, you know. They, they, they want that opportunity to show what they are able to do. Mm -hmm. That's what they need. Yes. But if you keep giving them things, you know, keep giving them everything for them yeah, to it's be like able a to live. State, right? yeah, it's going to happen in what, is hap what happened in Venezuela. That is why people stop working, you know. They, don't, they didn't have fabrics. They close everything, so they, they get very poor and now. That's what they have. It's to a mass move. exodus, yeah. right? Like when you and James were there, the yeah. those roads were lined oh, with families just walking with their children and a few belongings, trying yeah. to escape Venezuela and that walking is... through Colombia to other countries. Oh my goodness, that so was sad. like that was very shocking because yeah. I didn't know like the amount of them, but they are everywhere now. Wow! And trying to go through the border is 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 pretty shocking and sad, you know, because. Yeah. Sometimes you are not able to do anything. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Maria, for You're sharing welcome. Thank all you so your much for having me experiences here. in Colombia and uh, really looking forward to to opportunity to go there myself one day. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. If you want more information on what was talked about on today's show, you can head over to the show page at deadsetonliving.com. Be sure to subscribe to the Dead Set on Living podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. That way you'll always be up to date whenever a new episode is released. As a listener, you are vital to the success of our show. By leaving a rating and review, you'll help us reach more people and continue to put out kick-ass content. Also, every time you leave a rating or review, a fairy in the forest will get its wings. But seriously, what you think is important to us and to the growth of our show. Until next time, live life and be well.